I'm good at talking with people, not about myself. But let me read the verse that God gave me last year at this time. Last year at this time, I was frustrated. I was disappointed. And I was in debt. The kids' schools, both kids, both different schools, were behind about three months each. I was stressed about being a failure financially for my family as a father, as a provider. And growing up in, in church, in ministry, and living in this world, it's not a nice, easy thing. I always struggled my whole life with making sense of what we see on Sunday during the week. I don't know if anyone can relate to that. Of, I think only Brazilians have that problem. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, always, I always felt challenged because of that. And, and yeah, let me stay focused here. But there was a point in my 20s where I, I abandoned the faith. I went into the military. My parents still think I was just busy doing college and varsity. And I was under my uncle's tutorage. And I became a violent person. I became an aggressive person. I became an angry person. Because I, I just hated that nothing that I saw in church was reality in life. And through the years, God turned those things around. And when I came to South Africa, I was trying to restart my life. And Dalida remembers... I, I never slept more than three or four hours a night. I, I still don't sleep well because of those turmoils. And at one point, just before joining the Father's house, I had a clear conviction that whatever calling there was in my life was gone. I had messed it up too bad, and that was it. So when I joined the Father's house, was a reset, a new beginning. And last year... It was about seven years of joining the Father's house. And I said, God, how long can I hear promises and prophetic words and see nothing? How long is, is this faith thing supposed to last before we give up because nothing is going on? It's a little bit forward and three steps back. A little bit forward, two steps back. And... Earlier this year, I had an incident with a family here. Uh, I must tell you guys, I, I, I still don't understand what happened. I love you guys. And I went home. I was shaken sh in my foundations. And, and I asked God, I can't. I, I'm, I'm beginning finally to see a business opportunity in the coaching business, in life coaching. And how, how can this old man come out and, and be like that? And I just spent a few days in prayer, but I was, I was so shaken. I, I, I spoke to Tim. I said, I, I don't know what's happening. And God led me, to, led me into really, really surrendering to him. And I think it was the first time in my life I said, God, if, if this is going to happen, if I'm, I, I really fell in love with coaching and helping people, but if it is going to ever become a successful venture, 
I can't do this in my own energy, my own strength, in my own thinking, my own mind. I can't. And and I, I'm just tired of trying to be a good Christian. It's not working. Every time I think I'm growing and I do something good, something else happens and messes it up. And, and God gave me this verse, which I know by heart growing up in church. But it became so clear, so clear, like if I was reading it for the first time. It's Philippians 4, 6 to 8. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and thanksgiving, with, by, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. This is verse 6. And I was like, yeah, great. I know that by heart. And then God said, keep reading. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. And I'm like, is, is God joking because I did all these courses about mind power and mindset and coaching people in their thinking. And, and it's like, what are you telling me? And then Gurley, where's Gurley? <laughs> hey, girl. Gurley calls me and says, this is going to sound weird, but I had a dream about you and a pastor was praying for you. And your life is going to be okay. And then she went into the details about the prayer, or about the, the dream. And I'm like, come on. I, nah, th th this prosperity thing is it's BS, it, belief system. <laughs> this, this prosperity thing, I mean, I'm so tired of these arguments in church. People there are in favor, people there are against. Belief systems, important, remember that. And then I, I said, okay, God, talk to me. And then I look for something on YouTube, a message, a Christian message. And then the pastor is speaking about, in this year, 2023, if you choose to look at God's promises and you choose to look at God and you choose to look at what God is doing in your life and you set your mind in God, you will see the blessing of God. If you choose to look into the world, you will see the catastrophes, the catastrophes, the, the turmoil, the things that are happening around you. And one of the things that I carried my whole life from those conflicts was the fear. I was led by fear in everything I did. I was a, in coaching, Jose will relate to that, I was a running from person, not a moving towards person. And then I said, okay, God, I surrender to you. I'm going to be a, from now on, I'm going to be a moving towards you person, not a running from I used to be person. And then I got this couple that approached me about coaching. 
And I was so overwhelmed. I said, God, I cannot deal with this kind of thing. I don't know how to help them. I literally didn't sleep for two days praying, asking God for wisdom and how to help them. Well, God answered the prayers. From this couple, they are back together. Then they asked me to help with their son. Then they helped to ask me with their daughter. Then they helped to ask, they asked me to help with their daughter's ex-boyfriend. And then they asked, the daughter asked me to help with her boss. And then another couple came, and then another couple came, and then another couple came, and then another couple came. And it became a couple's coaching business. <laughs> and and I, say, I say to them, listen, I, I'm not going to give you a lot of coaching tools. I'll use that when needed. But I'm going to tell you what God did in my life, in my marriage, through the surrender. And I'm going to share with you in the Bible where it says what you need to do. And that has been the mark of the program. And... Early, now, no, we're in December, so in the middle of November, I paid off the kids' school. The debt, the debt from last year was paid. I paid off this year completely. And for the first time, I think in, in a few years that we were struggling financially, I, I feel like, okay, I don't have to stress about me being a man, a provider, a good enough anything. I learned the key surrendering quickly to God rather than fighting. Sure, the Lord, you know, God works in ways that we can't always understand. <laughs> um, Paolo, Yolanda, uh, Lucinda. We didn't plan that. Yolanda, Lucinda, you know, Paolo. <laughs> but thank you for sharing. You know, there's something about thanksgiving that unlocks the presence of God in our lives. Psalm 100 says, I will enter his gates. It is the entrance into the fullness of his presence. And, and you know, God is everywhere. But I was thinking about this this morning. Um, our hearts are supposed to be the gates that opens up for the presence of God to come in His fullness. And everyone that shared this morning, I, I really appreciate your vulnerability because it takes a surrendering heart that is willing to open up the gates for the presence of God to come. And I don't know about you, but you know, it has been one of the most challenging part of still my journey with the Lord is to surrender and allow the Lord just to come and do. And so I, I have a few thoughts this morning and we're gonna I'm really gonna allow the Holy Spirit to do some work because I I do believe the Lord would want you to surrender this morning. He'd want you to step into or let's say open up the gates, you know, the ancient gates. Let the king of glory come in. That the heart, the gates of your heart will be opened this morning. To allow the Lord to do what I believe he wants to do. So bear with me because I'm going to read from Ephesians 4. 
and I was just going to ask him to put it up. And um, and the Lord showed me a few things from Ephesians four into five about thanksgiving and the power of thanksgiving. In fact, thanksgiving is like a weapon. It's a warfare weapon. And you're quickly going to see this in, in Ephesians. Everything that comes up against the work of the Lord is darkness. And it's amazing that even that, that scripture in Philippians 4 that you quoted, through prayer and thanksgiving, that thanksgiving is a weapon that combats anything that the enemy will bring up against you. And um, I believe that this is going to bring you freedom because you're going to see something. And maybe, you know, you, you might have been struggling with some of these things, um, but the Lord will unlock some things this morning. So this is the scripture. Nothing fancy. I'm reading straight from the Bible. Okay. And it's not my interpreted Bible. This is uh, the NIV, you know. I heard that. <laughs> okay. Let's read together. So, can you, can you put up uh, Ephesians 4 from verse 25? It says, therefore, in fact, this is, how, this is titled, How to Live a Christian Life. Um, therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor. Oh, you to help me. <laughs> This sounds so simple, it sounds so easy. But you know, unfortunately, somehow we've mastered pretense. And we've mastered the ability to smile and say, everything's good. When you know everything's not good. Hey, Paolo. <laughs> we've mastered, in fact, we've always, almost seen vulnerability and authenticity as weakness. As though... If you, if you open up your heart, the gate, and you express your vulnerability, that people would see you as weak and mild. It takes more courage to be vulnerable and authentic than to be false. And so it says, for we are all members of one body. He's not talking to the unbeliever. He's not talking to the pre-believer. Okay. He's talking to the church, the body of Christ. And he says, in your anger, do not sin. Now I want to pause quickly. It's okay to be angry. You see, part of pretense is suppress that anger, suppress the anger. I don't know anybody that's ever was able to do that and survive in this life. In fact, it's like a champagne bottle. The more you shake it, the more you shake it, and eventually, without even taking the cork off, it will just explode. And I've seen that in my own life. Suppress the anger and the explosion comes eventually. For some, the period between shaking and exploding is short. For others, the period between shaking and exploding is long. But it will come eventually. And so what the writer is saying is, in your anger do not sin. In other words, deal with the anger. Authenticity. This year, I know the Lord has been challenging many of us, even me, how to have proper godly confrontation. Ooh, that's a difficult word in the church. 
in your family, how to talk things through. Do not allow the anger to root in. Do not allow the anger to um, control you. But to actually confront in love, as the Bible says. And then we talk it through. The writer goes on and says, Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. I don't know if you ever heard that before. I remember when we got married, the first advice we got from a very mature couple was, when you guys have issues, before you go sleep, deal with it. I, I can count how many times we didn't deal with it. <laughs> I tell you, it wasn't easy to sleep, Marlon. You know, it's very hard, eh? Am I right, uh, married people? <laughs> All of a sudden, there's a line here in the bed. <laughs> the great hall of China. You know? <laughs> As, uh, there's wisdom in this. Eh? Don't let the sun go down. <laughs> hey, I tell you, um, so we, we, we work so hard to stick to that. that you know, you, you sit and you're like, okay, okay. Don't want to talk about this now, but we're going to have to. And then, you know, it's in the bed and talk about it and you, and eventually it's amazing when you actually talk it through and you release it and then all of a sudden the great wall of China disappears the little toe that comes over doesn't feel like irritation anymore <laughs> speaking truth now did he yeah um don't let anger root in. And I'm gonna, you're going to see how this all ties all the way through to, to Thanksgiving. So he says, in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you're angry. And do not let the devil, give the devil a foothold. Now, we've got healing streams. And I tell you, one of the biggest things that people get or would struggle with when there is demonic oppression is anger and unforgiveness. When that thing roots in, it opens a door, different gate. Not the gate to allow the presence of God in, but the gate to allow the darkness in. And it's amazing what that thing does. You know, when it comes in, it starts talking. It starts speaking to the mind. And it starts laying seeds. I've had to catch myself every time. Lord, what is this? And the Lord is like, you've got to close that gate. Don't allow offense, bitterness, anger to open up a gateway for the darkness. And so it goes on and says, and anyone, I found this interesting, who has been stealing must stop stealing. He's talking to Christians. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Maybe it's that pen, eh? You know, the, the, the office pen. I don't know. No, I'm, I'm, listen, I think what the writer is saying is that we are all, if you open up the gate, we are all vulnerable to allow the wrong thing in. And the Lord would want us to open the right gates this morning. And so it goes on and says, um, but everyone must work. <laughs> don't steal, work. Doing something useful with your own hands so that they may have something 
to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholeness, oh, sorry, unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. Now, I heard, Paolo, when you, when you shared that scripture, this is what, what, this is what it's about, eh? Unwholesome talk, but only what is helpful for building others up <laughs> according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. It's amazing how what, what is instructed by the writer is always referring outward and not inward. The surrendered life. The life that looks outward to see what do others need. And I thank the Lord for the ministries in this house. Because many of you sacrificed this whole year, <laughs> week in, week out. I'm looking at you, Veronica. Week in, week out, faithfully just serving the needs of others. It's so easy to get caught up. Lord, my need. Lord, it's, what about me? Father, but I'm struggling. Lord, but, you know, who's calling me? I tell you, that, that little voice came to me. Who cares about you? And um, it, I heard it knocking because it could be so easy, leaders, to open that gate up. But nobody cares about me. Nobody's calling me. I'm, I'm expected to call everybody else. You recognize that voice, Veronica? And it's amazing. Come back to Thanksgiving. The warfare. The weapon that shuts that thing. So it goes on and says, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Do you know that you could grieve the Spirit of God? That you could open up that gate that actually brings in the darkness that the Spirit of God was there because He sealed you is sitting and is grieving because he's saying, this is not you. This is not you. I, I've been just saying, you know, a simple prayer every day. Lord, show me when I'm grieving you. And I realize it's not just through actions or through words, but it's even through thoughts. And we can grieve the Spirit of God to open up gates. And then it goes on and says, Get rid of all bitterness, of rage and anger, of brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. You see, when the gate opens, there's a whole lot of them that comes. Starts with, it starts with a little offense, and all of a sudden, bam, here's anger. And with anger, he brings malice. Come, brings all his buddies along. You, you recognize this. Slander is not far behind. They're all there. They're holding hands as they walk through. And I tell you, and I, I see things in pictures as well, but I love, they are smiling as they're walking in. They're walking in. Hey, Steph. Into not their territory. They don't have the title deed. The Holy Spirit, who sealed it, he's got the title deed of your heart. But they walk in because the gate is open. And they walk in and they come in into unauthorized territory 
That only you have the power to give them the authority. And which means that you have the authority then to shut the gate and kick them out. I don't know if you ever try to kick somebody out um, who's renting a bad tenant. <laughs> Woo, I tell you, we had our fair share. The Lord had to give, you, give me grace, you know, to kick them out because um, they don't want to go. Uh, unauthorized occupation. So it says, get rid of all of this. Be kind. Now he gives us the tools and the keys to unlocking the gate of heaven. Be kind and compassionate to one another. Do you know, the Lord has been teaching me about compassion. Being able to listen, to understand. Not to, not to agree or to try to persuade to agree. You know, I'm listening to you because I want you to agree with me. So I'm going to, I'm just, when I wait for the gap, you know that gap. As soon as the gap comes, I jump in now and let me tell you so that you can agree with me. You are wrong. You are this, whatever, you know. No, compassion requires you to listen, to understand. That even if I don't agree, at least I can be compassionate to understand. And I tell you, it's, it's not easy. It's not easy, eh? Because there's this thing here inside, that little me, you know, that old me that wants to stand up and say, but you are justified to feel this way. And so it goes on and it says, be kind, compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as God forgave you. I'm continually having to look to the Father and to say, Father, I, I want to do what you did for me. I want to love the way that you loved me or love me. I want to forgive the way you forgive me. I want to, I, I want to have compassion the way you have compassion for me. The Father is faithful. The Father is slow to anger. The Father is long-suffering. The Father is patient and kind. And then Ephesians 5, I'm going to read you this quickly. And the writer, you, please read it in your time. But the writer goes to Ephesians 5, verse 3 to 4, and he says, Among you there must be not even a hint of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity, of any greed, because these are improper for God's holy people. In other words, these gates are not to be opened. And then he, he goes to verse 4 and he says, Nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place. It's scripture. <laughs> you know, we, when we were growing up, um, we, we called it Osmakaiman. I don't know if you, you know what that means. We, make, we used to make fun. And um, in, in Scripture Union, I was quite involved with Scripture Union, it was a culture thing. And so what we would do, because the guys would all stay together for the week and, 
you know, on, on um, holiday clubs and the girls would sleep on the other side, far on the other side. And, and then, you know, they have their little dormitory and we had ours. And the guys' culture was that we would, whoever could make the joke against somebody else, about somebody else, that is the funniest, then that person would be glorified for the week as the king of jokes. And so we, we formed a culture that was so ungodly. And I'll tell you what happened. It started off as little jokes, eh? And we would joke and we would insult each other. And the guy comes back with maybe a better insult. And eventually, there would be so much pain and hurt that by the end of the week, those that were friends were literally enemies. And I, I was... In that, I, I was about 12, 13 years old, one of the youngest leaders, and the Lord showed me something, and, and I said, Lord, I don't, want to, I don't want to build a culture of insults and joking. Because it sounds, it's coarse jokes, so it sounds like it's nice and funny, but it actually hurts and breaks people. This morning, some of you have been broken by words. By jokes. Eh? Sticks and stones. That saying, yeah. And the Lord wants to heal you. Because those jokes, you know. Those jokes sounded funny back then. But some of them actually formed your identity over time. And then when God came and he said, I'm taking occupation now. They were still hanging there, shouting at you. Whenever the Lord wants to do something new, those memories come flooding back. And I literally saw it this morning. God wants to take those things away because you're not defined by that. And this church, we are committed to not build a culture of coarse jokes. Of insults, even though it may sound really funny. <laughs> we are, we're committed. Why? Because we are family and we are the holy people of God. Yeah. So be kind. Sorry, where am I? It's, uh, here we go. So foolish talks, which are out of place, doesn't belong in there. And then it says, but rather, thanksgiving. And you think of all that list of things, one word. Can reverse the whole thing. So I tried this. Okay, Lord, let's, what, what are the things, sorry, I, I literally did this, I'm going to help you to also do this sometime, maybe today or tomorrow. What is the thing that is the most, um, what is something for me today? Um, and that I'm very concerned about, and I'm very, even maybe I'm a little bit frustrated with, and then I started thanking the Lord. Listen, this, sounds, this, is, this is probably like a secret thing that is the most easiest thing, but I think most of us, we forget this. As soon as you begin to thank God, you cannot think of any negative about that thing. It can't. Try it. So I, I, I prayed and I said, Lord, I thank you. For the ability to drive a car with fuel in it 
So I'm going to tell you now, what frustrates me is the fact that we're paying so much for fuel. So, yeah. So, we keep thanking the Lord. <laughs> so, I, I thank you that I have a vehicle that has got fuel in it. I thank you that I can drive that vehicle. I thank you that my family is safe in this vehicle. I thank you that we don't have to walk all the way because you provided. And I tell you, before you know it, the thought of frustration and even maybe, you know, for some it even become bitterness, right, towards this president and government of this land will no longer be there. Because the power of thanksgiving is that it opens up the gate for the presence of God. And so, I'm going to close with one more verse and we're going to pray. Ephesians 5 verse 19 to 20. This is one of my favorite verses. Because it speaks about a community that we just heard today. And I love, I mean, Yolanda, that, that, the powerful testimony there about community. And how much we need each other. But Ephesians 5, 19 to 20, it says, so how do we do this? By speaking to one another with psalms, with hymns, with songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. Always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. Man. Everything, even that thing right now that you know you are struggling with. To say, thank you, Father, because I tell you, it could have been worse. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we, we, we made a, so if you, can, if you can't join me now, we made a list and we, we, we want to do this to thank you. Not because, remember what we, we heard a few weeks ago, you are, you are not defined by what you do. And you are not defined by what you have. Remember that? You are defined by the Father. Because of who He is. And so we, this list is in no chronological order, or, okay, or hierarchical order, or any kind of order. It is just the reality of how much people give to serve others in this church. So we want to start with the worship ministry. And we want to include with the worship ministry the sound and the technical and the multimedia. And we're going to ask you guys, if you serve in any way in this, these ministries to stand. Yeah. Don't have to be shy. Here we go. <laughs> Here you go. And these are, yeah, these are, these men and women, they are faithfully every week serving this house. I tell you, it's not an easy ministry, I know, okay. It's not um, something that can, you know, you kind of work hard and all of a sudden something else pops up on the day, you know. And some of it is the Lord, other times we wonder, you know. All of a sudden, bang, pop, sound, where, where does this come from? Hey, but we want to honor you guys. We want to say to you that this church, we appreciate you. 
because you faithfully, faithfully serve. And you know, we are all on different, we're all different um, at our journeys, you know. Some of us are further down with our competence, others are still learning. But we say to you that we love and appreciate you for stepping up and doing what God has called you to do. So thank you very much and um, must I keep going? Okay. I, I want to ask Marlon and all the youth leaders to stand. Look at them, guys. Look at them. Yes, Vicky. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, Marlon, you've got a great team. Mm. I tell you... You guys, you don't real, maybe you don't realize it. I hope you do realize how much you are doing on a Friday night. You know, Marlon said earlier about the numbers, and we don't, numbers doesn't necessarily mean growth, you know, because we're looking at the growth of people's hearts and their lives in Jesus. But I am so blessed. And I know Chauvet has been around quite um, often here on a Friday night. Yeah. We are so blessed to see you guys faithfully yeah. just coming. And just your faithfulness to come is drawing <laughs> more yeah. and more. Because that's how it works, eh? And so we want to say to you, thank you. Yes. Um, thank you for your faithfulness. And uh, well, I don't know how you do, do uh, your time management with exams and stuff, but you guys still come. And, you know, I know um, <laughs> it's, it's not easy, you know. But, um, but the Lord is going, and he has already, but he will continue to bless you. Yeah. I've just also noticed just how much you've all grown. To listen to the no, in listening to the Holy Spirit to minister to the youth on a Friday. Well done! Like we're so proud of you. So I'm going to ask um, the hospitality. If you serve in the hospitality in this church in any way, so these are the people that greet us, they take up the money, uh, offerings and stuff. And Stan, Charles, when there's communion, like, they are the ones preparing it, and it. they are here early on a Sunday. In the really? rain and in the sun. <laughs> some of them walk all the way. Yes. And sometimes we try to offer the lifts and they're like, no. We like no. walking. <laughs> but, um. <laughs> <Ooh>. Flex go. <laughs> oh, come on. Well, l- let, me, let me just say, you know, um, and where's Pete? I know Peter's sitting there somewhere. Mm. He's hiding somewhere. But um, I, I have to just say to Pete... When he comes back, see on that side. Okay, you are the fruit. Yeah. Seriously, you guys are fruit of of Pete's uh, faithful serving um, in this ministry. The other person I also want to say thank you to um, all people are um, Raphael and Vanessa. Yeah. Um, when it was COVID, man, <laughs> it was the I think the four of us. <laughs> And then uh, Raphael and Vanessa. And, and their kids, uh, Luke and Hannah as well. Luke and Hannah as well. And they, they, really, they really serve faithfully as well just to keep this ministry going during a very tough time for us. But we want to thank you. And um, we want to say to you, thank you for your smiles. Yeah, like just by the door and, you know. So, so Pete's done well in training us how to smile. <laughs> Um, and may the Lord bless you and keep you. Then um, I, I'm going to ask Mr. B 
and the Alpha team. Come on. Isn't it nice, Donna? You some a year. <laughs> Mr. B, can you stand there? You so an alpha I'm gonna, team. I, just, I'm going to go there. So just, just be with me. But I want to say, if you don't know this man, two steps forward. And we want to just thank you, Father, for your healing hand, Lord. This is a faithful servant in your kingdom. When we speak to your heart, Mr. B, and we say beat in rhythm. The faithfulness has produced so much fruit. And I know there's many years that's been impacted. Now, I want to say to you, let's, let's keep praying. We trust the Lord, complete healing. But you are the fruit of faithfulness. And I know this ministry is going to keep growing. It's going to keep exploding. And Connie, you, you, that mantle is resting on you. You may do things differently, but it's there. And so we just pray for the Alpha Father, this ministry to grow, to continue doing what it's been doing in this church over these years. And we bless them, and we thank you guys for your faithfulness in Jesus' name. So I can't say Alpha and not talk about the women that cook in this house because man <laughs> So I'm I'm just gonna ask every every woman and maybe there's a man, Bernie, okay that does any kind of catering. Can you guys stand? Because, man, I tell you, come on, Bernie, you've got to stand. So, otherwise I'm going to call you guys out. Eh? Penny, you have to stand. Uh, Tanya, Vas, yeah, 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 you got. Dottie, Brenda, there we go. Tanya, Krista. And I know there's a whole team that also kind of helps you and does things. But you know what I've realized is that everywhere Jesus went, it was eating. <laughs> so your ministry is, is very, very important in this church. I tell you, I came to the classics. Um, uh, this Wasn't that just amazing? The classics uh, Christmas lunch and the food. I said, Bernie, this is like eating fine dining. And I'm not even joking. It was like serious, you know. He's been we, raving about this jolly cauliflower soup I for like three it. days. Because listen, when, when, when someone says to me that they use truffle oil as well in that ingre- as an ingredient, then I know that's fine dining right there. <laughs> so we want to honor you, we want to bless you. And I want to pray that the Lord will increase this gift. Yeah. Because I know this gift is meant to grab off onto yeah. the next generation. Okay? But may the Lord bless you, we honor you for your servant hearts. Okay. So uh, uh, we have an amazing team. We're gonna we're gonna finish. We must finish in time. Um, Call the intercession group. I'm gonna ask Veronica and Christa, Christy, sorry, and the intercessors to stand. If you ever wondered who are the people praying for you? Yeah, they're the backbone. Mm. Yeah. Let me say this: there are there are times when messages come through to the group. 
and, and it's serious stuff. And I, I'm, I'm a silent, um, I'm a, I'm a silent participant in the, in the group, but I see everything, you know. But I can tell you, when they say they're going to pray, I'm pretty mensa. And some of these prayers have been going through the night. They, they, they are. They, this is. I want to thank you, because this ministry has carried Shavai and I, for real, and it has carried this church. And so um, I remember Hermie, I remember Hermie and I having a chat sometime before COVID, somewhere there, and I was telling her we need to form a proper intercessory ministry, and Hermie just went for it, <laughs> and then um, all of a sudden this this team just became a ministry. So I I just want to thank you, Hermie, for being obedient for that season. You, you, you initiated it, you planted it. Yeah. Look. Yeah. And the testimonies that we've seen. Yeah. Come on. So we bless you. Yeah, yeah. We pray that the Lord will increase with you in you the wisdom from heaven. To see things what Jesus sees. To declare things that Jesus declares. And I thank you, Father, for more testimonies of your faithfulness in this house and even outside this house. Yeah. In Jesus' name. Amen. So, Adi, you have to stand again, and can I ask you to stand with your wife? And everyone involved in serving in the hospital ministry. Here you go. Wow. These are, this is like, the, we call them the A-team, you know. They're the team that goes out there. And um, there's some really amazing stories I've heard this year. Uh, they ended up in the ward that they thought was a, a sick ward or whatever. It ended up being a psychiatric ward. And still the Lord came through. You know? <laughs> so we thank the Lord for everything. Adi, you're a faithful servant. You're visionary. I know um, you came to me. said, Tim, we've got to start a hospital ministry. And, um, you know... It was during COVID. It was during COVID. And leaders normally, it's like, you got the vision, run with it, you know. And AD just came with it. It just went. And I mean, I, I look around and I know what God has started in you is going to continue, AD. Yeah. It's way beyond you. And you're going to look back and you're going to see what God is about to do through this ministry. So we bless you guys. And uh, we just want to pray, Father, for increase for 2024. Mm. More hospital favor to open. Yeah. So we thank you for going out before them and opening up the doors in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to ask the, um, Veronica and the women's ministry, if you, can I, can I ask them all to stand? All, all the, the ladies. ladies. Yeah. All the ladies. All the ladies. Just the ladies. Ladies, if you so there's one thing that I, I have to say about this group of ladies. Um, if it's a word, I see it's just faithful. And Veronica, I know that um, it's very hard when you try to fill shoes. <laughs> I know that. And, and what I thank the Lord for is that when um, Rani gave this over to you, she also released you to be you. And you've become you. 
and you as the Lord used you 40 women and so I, I, if you don't mind I want to pray over her because I believe the season of increase of more leaders rising up and you've been faithfully looking and even allowing space and I believe the Lord is going to honor that so Father we thank you for Veronica we thank you for a faithful servant Lord and we just thank you Lord the leadership ability in her is far beyond even her experience because Father you give her the wisdom and I thank you Lord that as she identifies more and more the giftings in this group that Lord the wisdom to release it not just for 2024 but beyond in Jesus name Amen so we, we're going, we're getting there. Yeah. I just, uh, there, are, there are three men that I want to honor. Justin, can you stand, man? And um, Paolo, can you stand? Is George around here today? Oh, Bianca. No. Bianca, I want you to stand on behalf of George. But the, so George Muller, Paolo, Mendes, <laughs> Justin Moore. Remember these names. <laughs> okay. Listen, the men's ministry, I know it's not an easy ministry. I'm a man. <laughs> it's not an easy ministry. <laughs> I'm glad you're but a man. But you know, you know what? <laughs> but I, this is what I want to say, and I'm, I'm going to make this personal. You know, what I love is the, the way that you guys are. Your friendship. Because it's, it's an example to us. It scares me <laughs> the way how close you are and how, you, how accountable you are to one another. And I think men, if there's anything, we've got to honor these men for setting that example. You know what? They've been doing that for years. Since I go to this church, I've seen it. And so the, the prayer that I have for the men's ministry for 2024 is that, Father, help us to become accountable. That we don't, we're not lone rangers. And I pray, Father, that you'd bless their families. Paolo, Justin. Uh, George, and their businesses. Father, we pray that 2024, as men in this house, that we will take our rightful place to walk together as a band of brothers. In Jesus' name. Amen. I said it. So, um, I want to honor knowing God. Come on, Margaret and Fred. Let's go. (laughs) You must stand. You have to stand. (laughs) <laughs> so, <laughs> if you've been blessed by knowing God, then you know what I mean, right? Yeah. <laughs> the, this ministry exists for so long, but it's been so refined over years. It's like a maturing wine. That's what you do. That we That's benefit we from. Are. Yeah. Mm. So, we, we want to honor you for your faithfulness. It's, again, it's a very sacrificial ministry. And, and I also want to call forth the successes. So I know you're hot. Yeah? So can you pray with me? Father, we, we just thank you. The foundation laying yeah. through knowing God. Every seed that has been planted, Father, mm. will blossom. Mm. Become a, a tree planted by rivers of water. <laughs> so Lord, I thank you for even succession. And I pray, Holy Spirit, you stir the hearts. Yeah. In Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah. With, 
with knowing God, I also want to just honor the Bible school guys. So I know some of the teachers were staff, but we'll get to the staff. But specifically, Mike DeFreitas and Heidi, they're not here, they're in Fishuk today. But Mike, this is for you. You've been faithful. And um, I know some of you have done the uh, biblical uh, interpretation course, and you're still benefiting from it. Mm. So, Mike, we just want to speak blessing over you, that your teaching gift will begin to even flourish beyond this church, as we we know it's going to, but also that in this house, every seed you plant will begin to blossom as well, in Jesus' name. So, we, we look forward to, by the way, Bible school next year. It's just going to go to another level. And we'll talk more about that. Healing streams, Stephanie, come on. You've got to stand. <laughs> it's Tony here. I know Tony, Tony is not here. But man, you talk about like a, a duo uh, couple in ministry. I don't know, Andrew, you, you, you just let your wife do what she does. <laughs> and that's honorable as well. Eh? But um, Steph, these, I saw a tree with branches going out this way. It was this for a long time, and I saw it doing this. And, you know, I was, I was reminded of my lemon tree at home. The, the fruit is so heavy. The branches are like lachans woman, you know. They're starting to do this. And I believe that Healing Streams is going to be that tree that's going to do this. There's going to be an expansion, even a team expansion beyond you and Tony. That's going to expand this thing. And I believe as well, it's not this was Father's house. This is apostolic. This is to serve beyond. And so we just bless you. Father, I thank you for the simple family and the Putita family. And Father, just their willingness to open up their hearts and even their home. So I pray for hedges of protection around your home and around your family. That everything that you've been doing for the Lord, I see angels stationed to protect you. Nothing that the enemy has tried to put through to penetrate into your home, into your heart, and into your relationships. All of that will null and void in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, we do now. (laughs) I just want, before I get to the staff, I want to call every Connect Group leader. Now, I want us to say, man, Didi, we're going to honor you. We took took a chance in the spirit, okay, and we started this Connect Nights, and I just, man, I love just just to see how the people are coming and how you you really are engaging with each other. So, we honor you, Didi, for your faithfulness. It's not an easy ministry either, (laughs) but you've been faithful. So, every Connect leader, we want you to stand. You've been leading a group been part of helping out on the Wednesday nights. Um, and this is what I believe is going to happen as well, 2024 growth. We're going to see an exp- explosion here. And I just want to, we just want to pray for God's protection over you. You know, as you, as you serve people and you walk with people, um, there are leaders that are coming up and I'm looking for you. Where is Bjorn and Kim? Are they not here today? Are they on that side? Okay, Bjorn and Kim. Okay, there. Yeah. I don't know, Donna, why you're not standing. I know you were serving. You had a group as well. I know you were serving. So we just pray, Father, for this ministry. Mm. Lord, I thank you for more leaders. 
Lord, I thank you for their faithfulness in serving and pastoring and shepherding people. And we pray, Father, that you would give them rest, supernatural rest, that when you kick off in 2024, we are going to be ministering from a place of rest in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, then I want to thank the staff. Can I ask the staff to stand? Mm-hmm. Jules, you're standing there at the back already. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, staff, Bertrand, to stand a little forward. And Jason, hiding there, come a little forward. Because you're hiding behind that thing there. The shadows. There you go. What? Is that everyone? Lynette is next door. Lynette bro. is next door. Yeah. But I not here today. But I, I want to, Savannah, I want to thank you guys Ding. for your faithfulness stuff. Um, this, this group of people, they are the, sitting in the engine room every single week. Yeah, and there are things that you don't see. <laughs> when you come here, everything is just kind of, looks like the duck, you know, is sailing smoothly, but and some of the kicking is not easy, it's hard work. So we want to say thank you to you. Yeah. Jules, love you. You've been faithful. And you've done so much to put things in place. Yeah. And even in the next season of your life, there's still more God has for you. So, bless your staff. We are going to party on, on, Tuesday. on Tuesday. Hallelujah. Behave. Okay. <laughs> I've, got, I've got three more. Okay. <laughs> got, I've got three more. Okay. I just want to thank the finance team. So, Andrew, can you stand? This, this team and, and Hans, we are you? There you are, Hans. Stand ho ho, man. Um, Angus as well. Derek and uh, Didi. Um, that's our team, eh? That's the team. And Andrew heads up the finance team. He's the chairman of the team. Andrew, thank you. <laughs> You've been here, man. You know, if you ever want to meet the detailed person, that's the guy, okay? Um, sometimes we were like, okay, uh, give us the big picture again, <laughs> you know? But Andrew, just the way the Lord has wired you, you are a gift to this house. Um, I, I am so happy, you know, because I believe in stewardship and, I, and we've seen God's blessing in the way that you helped us steward and um, the, just the processes, but also the reporting. So Andrew has been doing all the reporting up to now and it's been like to the T. Um, team, I know uh, Angus knows all that work because he's done it before, but this team has, has really been st- sticking it out this year. There are times... When we just pray. And we don't even tell you guys. Because we just know God is faithful. And every month, hey Andrew, God comes through. And he comes through. And he comes through. So I want to say, on behalf of the finance team, thank you for your faithfulness. You... You, you must never underestimate, and we, we don't maybe say this often enough, but whatever you give helps this church to do what it's called to do. Yeah. It's not the amount, it's the faithfulness. And so um, we just bless you guys, uh, Andrew, until we resume next year. <laughs> and then I, I want to end off also by just saying, actually, um, the building team, 
man, okay, we've got a lot of work. We're about to kick into a whole renovation coming, but Hans said set up. Building team, I'm not going to ask you to stand because you're, you're also the same people. <laughs> but the Lord be with us. We, we, we will keep everybody informed, but we are very excited about next year to kick off the plans officially. But the elders, can the elders stand? Are we going to close the service praying for our leadership? Anton, are you on next door? Yeah, that is it. So this, this is the eldership of this house. I, I don't know if everybody knows, because the you know, Lord has added so many over a short period, but these men and women um, faithfully keep watch in this house, in prayer, and even in debates and we talk. <laughs> we don't agree on everything, and that's how it should be. We pray through everything. Um, I want to say thank you from behalf of Shavay and I. You guys have been pillars. And you, you are easy pillars to lean on. Even, even with the, the things we don't agree with, <laughs> I still know I can trust you. And so I, I want to pray and for 2024 that the Lord will give us the wisdom as we lead this church into a season that I'm going to just declare today, a season of expansion and growth. Not just in numbers, but in our walk with Jesus. And so, will you, will you pray with us as we pray for the elders? And we just commit, Father, every one of us, this leadership team into your hands, we surrender to you, Jesus. We ask for your favor. We ask for your wisdom. And Father, I pray, Lord, even in this time of festivity, that you'd give us vision and clarity of vision. I pray that you bless their families, Father. You protect them, even their finances and their relationships, Lord. And we just, we just lift them up into your, your, your hands, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Um, thank you so much, Church. Before we end... Um, a lot has happened, I know. We will let you go, promise. But if you don't know, we, Tim and Chauvet has taken over the Father's house during a very interesting time. Uh, you guys know the journey. But from behalf of staff and congregation, um, I think we just want to honor them right now. And we want to thank God for blessing them with us. Um, they've been through it. You guys. Um, yeah, man. <laughs> I will I will never forget my story with them. Um I think this was just as Tim entered stuff. I was at their house every week to complain. Um bless their hearts for listening. <laughs> but we really just want to thank God for what they've been able to do and also just how he's used you guys, both of you. Um we know that Chavay always jokes she's behind the scenes. But the truth is, she's actually up front a lot of the time. She just don't know it. So we really want to thank God for what you guys do. The fact that you guys are faithful. The fact that you guys, as a couple, mold and shape things. Not only for us as people, but also just to show what it means like to journey with the Lord, man. Um, so, Didi, uh, on behalf of all of us, we just want to pray with you guys quickly. And um, then we will let you guys go. <laughs> That's okay. I'm sorry, Didi. Won't you just stretch your hands to Tim and, Tim and Shabbat. So, Father, we thank you for the feeder household.
Father, we pray that you would bless them, that you would keep them, that every day you make your face to shine upon them and be gracious unto them. Lord, Father, I pray that you would prosper the works of their hands and bless them in the land that you've given them. So, Father, we pray a special blessing on their health and on their family's health. And, Father, and in the seasons to come, Lord, that you would be with them every step of the way. Thank you, Lord, for the way that you've put love in them for us. And, Father, we say that we love them with the love of the Lord. We bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.